So my family's coming by and I'm making them Sunday dinner. We're gonna eat a feast. Hey guys, don't oh. forget. Dinner at my house, five o'clock sharp. We'll Don't come late. Honey, I will be there at four o'clock, honey. My stomach can't wait till five. Church on Sunday in the South. It's an all day event. By the time you get out, you are famished. I'm making crab mac and cheese, a fried chicken po' boy, and Auntie C's famous lemon lime soda cake. It's gonna be thebomb.com, okay? You know what? I got something special for you. Okay, well then I'm coming at 3.30. Come on, my <laughs> When you're born in the South, there are two things you're going to learn. Southern hospitality and good eating. Let's eat! Down here in South Carolina is where I sat at my grandmother's kitchen table and learned all of my family recipes. And now I've made those recipes my own as a traveling chef and caterer, inspired by the deep roots we have here in the Sea Islands of Charleston. These days, you can find me right here in this beautiful place I call home, feeding the ones I love the most. I'm Cartier, but when I'm in the kitchen, everyone calls me Miss Brown. So I'm making a very special cake. I'm making my Auntie C's lemon lime cake. Everyone in Charleston knows Auntie C. She's more popular than our mayor, our governor, Auntie C is the talk of the town, okay? And she makes some of the best cake I've ever tried in my life. And that's the reason why this was the very first cake I ever learned how to bake. I was 18 years old. I called her and said, Auntie C, I wanna learn how to make that cake. So she gave me the recipe. It came out like cornbread instead of cake. 10 years or so later, I've perfected the cake and I think I'd even make it better than Auntie C. But <laughs> she will be the judge of that when she comes to dinner. So I've sifted three cups of flour, and I'm gonna set that aside and get started on creaming my butter and sugar. I have one and a half cups of softened butter, and I'm using three cups of sugar. Get this bad boy started. <laughs> make sure you're moving the bowl around because you wanna make sure that you're getting all of that incorporated together, okay? Now I'm going to add in five eggs, but I'm gonna add them separately. It will incorporate better when you do that. So Auntie C would always make this lemon-lime soda cake every first Sunday for her church members. So when I was at her house the night before, could you imagine the smell of a lemon-lime cake and you're like 10 years old and you love sweets? It drove me insane. So I would wait until she went to sleep and I would go into the kitchen and try to crack open this old school carrying case she would keep the cake in. As soon as that first pop, she would hear it. I know you're not in my box. I used to go, oh my goodness. And she would come in there sliding with those slippers and she would smack my hand and Needless to say, I didn't get a slice of that cake until the next day. Now, a tablespoon of lemon extract, a half a cup of lemon-lime soda. After all, it's called the lemon-lime soda cake. And the lemon-lime soda acts as a leavening agent. So not only does it make it soft, it helps the cake to rise. I'm gonna add in my flour a little bit at a time because I want to make sure that the flour is fully incorporated and there are no traces of raw flour. So this looks about ready. Now I'm going to transfer my batter 
evenly into the bunt pan. This bunt pan has been buttered and floured. You wanna make sure that it's nice and even because if you don't make sure it's even, you're gonna have a lopsided cake. And if I serve a lopsided cake to Aunt TC, I will never hear the end of it. I'm gonna give it a little. And I did that to make sure there are no air pockets in the cake. I'm gonna pop it in the oven at 325 for about an hour and 15 minutes. Let it sit in there, do something else, go watch TV, go call a friend, but do not open that oven. Now the good part, we're gonna make some icing for that cake. As if it needs any more sugar, it does. My Aunt TC always put icing at the bottom of the cake too. So not only are you getting icing at the top, <laughs> you're gonna get an extra reward at the bottom. I have three cups of powdered sugar. I'm gonna add in about a half a cup of whole milk, a few teaspoons of vanilla extract. I'm gonna also add in more lemon lime soda. Ah, there it goes. I can feel it. And look at that, see? That's the consistency I want. Almost like a syrup. Oh, wow. Of course it's sugary, but it's, it's, I taste the vanilla, I'm tasting the lemon extract, and I'm also tasting that carbonated lemon lime soda. It's, it's good. It's really good. Coming up, my cake gets a healthy dose of that delicious lemon lime glaze. Then I'm frying up some chicken for my Carolina po' boys with a sweet secret in the batter. And later, I'm making an irresistible creamy mac and cheese with fresh blue crab. Ooh, if your macaroni and cheese doesn't sound like that when you mix it, you've done something wrong. I'm cooking up a big Sunday dinner, and nothing says family get-together like a Carolina-style po' boy. So, I am getting started on my fried chicken po' boy. So I'm not making normal fried chicken. I'm making fried chicken strips that I'm gonna stuff into this crunchy, buttery French bread. I, I, I can't wait. So about four hours ago, I marinated my chicken breast strips in a very simple marinade to give the meat a little heat and tang. One teaspoon of garlic powder, one teaspoon of Cajun seasoning, two teaspoons kosher salt, about a teaspoon cracked black pepper, a liberal amount of hot sauce, and two cups of buttermilk. Marinate it for a minimum of four hours, or if you have the time, overnight. And I'm using a brown paper bag because my mom always used a brown paper bag when she made fried chicken. So two cups of all-purpose flour, two tablespoons of Cajun seasoning, a few pinches of baking powder. Baking powder adds a little bit of extra crunch to the chicken and also extracts some of that water. I want to add in a few pinches of freshly cracked pepper, a little bit of fine kosher salt. Now the secret ingredient. It's confectioner's sugar. I'm like what, girl? You putting sugar on fried chicken? Throw the whole chicken away. Let me tell you something. It works well to counteract that spiciness that is in that marinade. Remember, I put in hot sauce and Cajun seasoning, and we also have Cajun seasoning in the flour, so that confectioner's sugar just 
takes down that heat a little bit and adds a little bit of sweetness. It's like my personality. It's a little spicy, but then sweet. Give it a shake. You can shake with it too. And I don't want to overcrowd the bag because we want to make sure that every strip gets coated evenly. And it's going to get messy. And that's okay. The best meals are messy. I have enough time to change, hopefully. Okay. And if you have picky eaters or grown adults like myself who just like really like chicken fingers, you can also make chicken fingers. It doesn't necessarily have to go in a po' boy. It's great in a po' boy, but you can eat it alone. And you know, that's what my mom always made. She made either chicken fingers or fried chicken and her homemade French fries. And she would also use the same flour mixture on her fries. We'll talk about that at a later date. <laughs> So I use canola oil because it's easily available. It's in mostly every grocery store. I like peanut oil too, but peanut oil, is, you can't find that everywhere. And I'm using a cast iron skillet instead of a deep fryer, because I like to slowly fry my chicken. You don't want to overcook the chicken, especially because you're using chicken breast. I just love to hear the sizzle of fried chicken. So I like the way that this looks now, so I'm gonna remove it. And you can also tell that it's done if your smaller pieces start to float. Just gonna sneak a little piece. Whoever eats something so good, it makes you wanna dance. I'm getting the little bit of kick from the hot sauce and the Cajun spices. It's tender because of the buttermilk, and I'm tasting some of that, that hint of sweet on the back ends from that powdered sugar. I think my cake is ready. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna glaze the bottom of the cake as well. I gotta poke some holes in it to get that glaze down in the center. Make sure you get enough holes because what's gonna happen is when you invert the cake on the cooling rack and when you serve it, they're gonna be pockets of sugar. Don't tell your dentist I gave you this recipe. Look at that, do you see? The cake is just soaking up all of this goodness. I'm going to let it cool. Then I'm gonna flip the cake out and ice it some more. So there's gonna be icing on the bottom and the top. I live in the low country and it's surrounded by marshlands and it's where fresh water meets seawater and there's this aquatic life that's just amazing. Woo! Got some crab. In my backyard, I can walk to my dock and get crabs, shrimp, and if, if the season is right, I can get some fish too. You're gonna get out of here. I am making my famous Southern mac and cheese, but I'm adding sweet blue crab. You can't get any better than that. So I boiled the crabs for about 10 minutes, picked the meat, and now I'm gonna saute it. Putting in about two tablespoons of olive oil, I'm gonna add onions and garlic to this. Look at that. And I'm going to saute this for 
a few minutes until the onions get translucent. Your house is going to smell amazing. So when the garlic and onion have wilted down and become translucent, I'm gonna add in the crab meat and you want some of the crab to stick to the pan as well. I just think it's so cool when you're eating the macaroni and cheese and you get that big lump of crab meat, it's like a gift. Now that the crab is ready and I still got kind of some of that, that burnt stuff in there that I wanted, I'm gonna transfer the crab back into the original bowl that I took it from. And I'm gonna use sherry to deglaze the pan, which is just fancy for saying, take the good stuff from off the bottom. So I'm gonna use about a half a cup. Woo, baby! You're probably thinking like, this is just some fancy mac and cheese you're making here, but it's worth it. I've kind of combined two of my favorite things, Southern macaroni and cheese and low country style seafood salad. I'm gonna start on my roux. Two tablespoons of butter. I'm gonna let that melt. I'm gonna also add in flour. That's the start of a roux. A roux has butter and flour or some type of fat and flour. And I'm gonna whisk in one tablespoon. The roux is basically the start of a bechamel sauce, which basically is a elevated cheese sauce, okay? And the reason I'm using a whisk is because we don't want lumps in our roux. You see that color? It's everything from the pan, and as you see, we deglazed all of that brown stuff that normally you would think, oh, it's time to wash the pot. Don't you wash that pot. Deglaze it. <laughs> and use some liquor to deglaze it. <laughs> so that looks awesome. Now we're gonna add in a pint of heavy cream. We're gonna start building our roux and our cheese sauce. That's good. Now I'm gonna use about one cup of regular whole milk, okay? I haven't added the cheese yet, but just the smell of the sherry and the garlic and all of the stuff that was in the pan that was left, oh my goodness. Now I have four ounces of shredded Gruyere Parmesan and about eight ounces of shredded extra sharp yellow cheddar. These cheeses just work really, really well together. You get a good funky sharp taste from the Gruyere cheese and we're gonna leave some sharp cheddar because we're gonna top it with more cheddar. And I'm gonna slide in that Parmesan. Just give it a whisk. Two teaspoons of dry mustard. Dry mustard just gives us this really great bite. One teaspoon of smoked paprika. And the smoked paprika gives it a nice little smoky flavor. I'm gonna also add in salt and pepper. Not only are we getting a bite from the mustard, we're getting a bite from the pepper, and I'm gonna bite into this soon. <laughs> this is just gonna look awesome when we mix it in with the pasta and the crab meat and then top it with even more cheddar on top. I'm adding in some freshly chopped parsley, thyme, and tarragon. And that's just gonna balance out all of the sharpness I'm gonna let that cheese sauce simmer. I've already boiled one pound of pasta. It's basically just one box. And I have drained it. I did reserve about a cup of pasta water. I'm not gonna use an entire cup, but I did save a bit because of the starch. It's gonna help as a binding agent to keep the macaroni and cheese together. I mean, it's still a casserole, so you still have to have some type of structure. I am gonna add this glorious cheese sauce directly in the pot with the pasta. Ooh, yes! Just give it a stir. And did you forget about the crab meat? I didn't. We're gonna add in the sauteed crab meat with the onions and garlic. 
O-M-G. If I could, I would just eat it right out of the pot right here. As a matter of fact, I am gonna eat it. <laughs> Listen, I have been starving. I've been at church all day. I need something. Mmm, mmm, mm, mm, mm. Cheese, crab meat, fresh herbs. Oh my goodness. You can't go wrong. I wanna add in four ounces of cream cheese just to make it a little creamier. Ooh, if your macaroni and cheese doesn't sound like that when you mix it, you've done something wrong. And remember, we had four ounces of cheddar we let sit to the side for a very good reason. The cheese was give it a nice little crust on top. There we go. That looks delicious. I'm gonna pop it in the oven at 375 for about 10 to 15 minutes or until it gets nice and brown on top. That is beautiful. Auntie C, I'm giving you a run for your money. Just look how it just glides over that cake so effortlessly. And I'm not gonna overpower the cake. I'm just gonna do a little drizzle. I gotta build my pole boys because I hear those hungry bellies approaching. In order to build my pole boy, I gotta use some of that have mercy sauce. And you're probably wondering like, why do you call it have mercy? Because when you bite into that sandwich, it's gonna make you say, have mercy. A few tablespoons of mayo. I'm gonna use that Dijon mustard. A little bit of pickle juice. A few dashes of hot sauce. Mix it all up. Mm -mm -mm. Have mercy. <laughs> Have mercy sauce. All right, let's build this po' boy. Do not be skimpy with that sauce. Lay it on there. And for a po' boy, I just used a, a normal French bread I got from my local grocer. Opened it up, put a little melted butter on it, popped it in the oven on broil. That's it beef steak tomatoes. A few slices of dill pickles. I'm using traditional po' boy ingredients. The only thing that I'm really switching out is the coleslaw and the fried chicken. And this is just store-bought coleslaw. You can use whatever kind you like. I can't wait to see the looks on their faces when they see these po' boys. to eat. My goodness. Oh, yes. Whenever I have my mom, my grandma, and Aunt TC, and all of my family over to my house for a meal, I feel so blessed. They just fill my heart. Aunt TC, I made your lemon lime cake. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. Oh, my <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. And, and like, I know. I mean, you, you shouldn't eat dessert first, but yes, but I gotta taste. I gotta show now, you. You know, that's my cake. Wait, 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 wait. Stop the press. Stop the press. That's how it's done. Mm. That's it. Mm. I know. <laughs> that's it. How's the mac and cheese? Delicious. Eat me. Cardiac. Thank you. Oh, is there any more mac and cheese? Mm-hmm. This mac and cheese is good. 
She has you beat on your own cake. Mm. Thank you all so much for passing this down to me. I love you so much. And Auntie C, come on, sugar, bring it. <laughs> I love you. I love you too, baby. You know I'm here for you, sugar. My ladies, the reason why I cooked 